Five, four, three, two, one. If we have any goals this season? Absolutely. We're going to win a lot of games. We're going to get in the playoffs. It's Bears Nation. You know, it means a lot. Um, of course, I want to win every game that I play. Just the tradition with this rivalry means a lot to us as a team, to the fan base, to, you know, the people upstairs. So it um, just means a lot to everyone in the building. You know, however you get it done, you get it done. It's about being resilient as a group. And we're a football team. You know, we're not offense, defense, kicking. We're the Chicago Bears. We're the Chicago Bears. We're the Chicago Bears. We're the Chicago Bears. It's time for the Bears Nation podcast with your hosts, Kevin Lapka and Jake Hassan. Powered by, powered by, powered by Bets. 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 Be in the Super Bowl. Strap it in. It's the Bears Nation podcast. We do not suck. You know, the one problem with that intro is the we do not suck part. We don't know that. No, we do. We don't know that. We do. This is Bears Nation podcast. It is Wednesday, September 14th. It is the preview episode for the Bears week two matchup on Sunday night football against the Green Bay Packers because that went so well last time this happened. It did go well for a half. It wasn't that bad. It was pretty bad. It could have been worse. It wasn't six touchdowns by Aaron Rodgers in the first half. Well, get ready, folks, because the last time that Aaron Rodgers lost a week one game that embarrassingly that he did against the Vikings Spoiler alert, it was last year against the Saints. And what did he do in week two? Oh, he just went and only had four com- incompletions and threw for four touchdowns and shellacked the Detroit Lions. Now, granted, the Bears are a little bit better than the Detroit Lions as of this moment in time. But it's still scary because a Aaron Rodgers that has been spurned and an Aaron Rodgers that has been slighted. There we go. Is something slighted. to fear. Has he been slighted? Um, yeah, with that stupid haircut, too. Um, okay, that's I'm fair. scared. And I have also some I'm scared, but I've also convinced myself that the Bears secondary actually could have success against this inexperienced Packers wide receivers core and that therefore keep you in the game. Um, so I don't know. It's a uh, it's a real, uh, real Sophie's choice here, Kevin Lapka. So this is Bears Nation podcast. Welcome into week two preview of Sunday night football against the Green Bay Packers. Yes. Kevin Lapka, how are we doing? I'm doing well. You know, I'm excited about Sunday night football. I am. I really am. But uh, if you watch Sunday night football last week, I am not very fond of the new theme song with Carrie Underwood. It, it's new and it's, you know, how dare look, you say anything negative about I, Carrie Underwood? Carrie Underwood's I great. Fight you Carrie Underwood's stands, great. Well, here's, here's what I will say, Jake. The Faith Hill intro from Whenever that was like the 2008 Faith Hill, that was peak Sunday night football theme. Opening music. That. Like that was when they remade that song. Uh, fuck, I forget how it goes, but the new one with Carrie Underwood, it's just, it's boring and it's lame. It doesn't get me as excited. Like I still get chills. I'll get chills every time, but it's not the same, but nonetheless, it's bears Packers. And the moment you hear that music, and they pan over to Tariko and Collinsworth. It just feel, it yeah, feels wait, like that's actually something we didn't discuss. On no Monday. sliding. There was no slide. What was that about? It's really upsetting. It actually really but, bothers me. Ooh, but first slide of the year. Coming Bears Packers. Bears, Packers. That's not bad. Oh, did, did he do it? Sli- he might have done a slide on Thursday. He didn't. He didn't. Because did I, I remember over two on slides. That's disappointing. If we see the the. If he slides in, the Bears are winning. That's if we. But if we see like the 
the like disappearance and like the retirement of the slide, I will be absolutely, I will be, you can't do it. I'll be inconsolable. If you retire the slide that like, that's taking away a piece of America. <laughs> like that is, that is taking, like you might as well light the declaration of independence on fire. You take away a Collinsworth slide on Sunday night football. What, what are we doing here? What's the point? What is the point? What's, <laughs> To, to quote the office, what's this all been about? If there's no slide, what's this all been about? That's that's great. That, that's great about it being a piece of America. It, feels it is. So right. It feels so right. I stand right. by that. But yeah, man, I mean, this look, the, here's the problem with the Bears-Packers rivalry of recency, okay? And I was thinking about this today I was, as I was putting together my notes. And Recent, thinking recently? About the game. You mean the last 10 years? Well, yes. 15 years? Yes. And there you 20 go. years? Um, you know, usually it stays on if you plug it into a power source. Okay, well, like that's just uh, – we don't have enough outlets for that. But it just feels like for the past 10 years or whatever you want to say recently is, which has been – really since our Aaron Rodgers has been lifetime. around. Our lifetime. Sure, let's put it that way. Rodgers like, far was before far that. Too. But, I mean, there have been winnable – there have been air, there have been spurts where you could – where you were a winning team against them. But sure. every time you see the Packers on the schedule, it's chalked up as you don't have a chance and – you're not going to win most likely. And, you know, it, it's hard. I just feel like it's it's made it harder for Bears fans to love the rivalry because for a lot of us who are well, younger. Yeah, because you've gotten we, your ass kicked. Well, exactly. Time. So it's hard <laughs> for you. What's fun about that? Well, that's what I mean. So that's what I mean when I say, like, it's hard for us to get as excited about this rivalry as even, you know, back in some of those Cutler years in the 2010s where, like, those games were you had a legitimate chance to win and a bunch of them you were expected to win. And now you walk into it and it feels like you're just a dead man walking before the game even starts. And it's just, it, it, it's frustrating. And that's why like the, the coming year, specifically this year is your opportunity to change that. This is where that changes, where going forward, if Rogers is, you know, either done with the organization after this year or God knows what he's going to do. Like, this is your chance to to change that. Where now for the next 10 years, the Packers are the ones who are the dead men walking before this game. And they're the ones Ideally. who are looking at the Bears on the schedule. Ideally, that's what you, that's the point you want to get to. We, but it's we like. Also, we also had this conversation four years ago, though, too. And Matt says, Matt in the chat says it's a rivalry game in name only. And there's a lot of truth. There, there is a lot of truth to that. There's history to it. And history should always, history is the basis of any rivalry, right? I mean, that, that the biggest rivalries in all of sports history are the ones that date back the furthest. You right. know, yeah. Red Sox, Yankees, Bears, uh, Bears, Packers, Michigan, Ohio State, right? Like it's the, it's the history of the rivalries that make them good. But it's gotten to a point where like. The games haven't – they haven't felt like they've rivalry not, games. They've been non-competitive. They've been non-competitive. And, and they haven't – like when you when you watch that game, you don't feel the same fire that you felt you know, in those 2010s years. And right. and you think about uh, – and obviously we weren't alive then, but 85 and, and just – I want that back. Like at the very minimum, like I want this to feel like an OG Bears-Packers rivalry game. And based off of what we saw in week one and the way that team performed from an effort standpoint, I think we could get close to that just from a pure like – I'm going to try to knock the te- your teeth sure. out every play. So this has been my thing with as far as the culture thing. Like my whole thing, I said it all offseason, was, yeah, it's great. You can preach this hits principle and you can be like preaching this and this you no know, culture and the community. And, you know, you can be hugging on the field and doing, you know, <laughs> belly slides on the wet field. But once you start like that first bad loss that when once the losing starts, that's when it's really going to show if how much guys are bought in and how like like if the Bears go in 
on Sunday and you immediately get kicked in the teeth and it's immediately non-competitive and you're like, all right, you, and you just lose right away. Then we're really going to learn a lot about this team. We're because once you, when you beat the 49ers and you know, in a sloppy game and a game that's bad conditions. Yeah. It's great to be like, yeah, we're all in on hits. Yeah. This is great culture. Yeah. We're all in. You go out there and Aaron Rodgers has a double digit lead against you going into halftime. Then what happens? Then that will right. be. Then we'll know a lot about this team. That's mm-hmm. when we'll learn. I mean, you said on Monday, I love this team. I love everything they're about. We really don't know what this team is about yet. I, I would argue that. And so, yeah, it's great. A week one win and a, a game you weren't supposed to win. And you do time and time and time again. Aaron Rodgers and the Packers have completely changed how you feel about this team. They changed it in the, in the so spin. true. And That's so, so true. I mean, think about the what was it like 2019, 2020, where the Bears were gaining steam. What 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 I think it was, I think it was 2020 when they were on the six-game win streak going into Lambeau. They were on this or, or right? They're they're on some crazy win streak with Mitch, and then they went to Lambeau and like everyone's like, here's the chance for Mitch to like light up the Packers. And I think was we it, lost like 45 to was 20 it the or game, something like that. Was it the game the, that he came back in his first start? Or maybe after, it was sorry, think, maybe sorry. It was. it was so it was the opposite. It was they had lost six in a row. Mm-hmm. You know, but I know right. what you're saying. We're like, there have been so many times where, oh, the team looks better. This is like, right. we have momentum going into to, to Lambeau. And this is another chance. Like, like right. when you don't, first of all, when you don't have momentum going to Lambeau, like it's, you're dead. Like it's not going to happen. Sure. But when you do have momentum, it, it gives us a little bit of false hope, but it's necessary. Like you cannot go in there without a little bit of momentum and confidence that you can beat that team. Well, it even happened in 2018, first game of the year, the Matt Nagy year that when he won coach of the year and right. everything was great. It was, everyone was really excited. And granted, you go on, you have a great season, but there was that first, that game one, week one against the Packers and they come out and you lose that game. And you're like, oh crap. All right. This guy stinks. And he ended up stinking, but like it immediately dashed your hopes for the season because you just got embarrassed really in week one, right off the bat to the Packers. And you're like, oh great. Here we go. And even to an extent last year, that first game against the Packers where Justin Fields, you're feeling good about him. You're like, all right, here we go. And then you just lose and you just lose. And it's like you had chances to win that game and then you just lose. And even the Sunday night game last year, you have a couple crazy plays that make it competitive and you have a first half. They're like, okay, maybe, you know, there are some points. It's 24, 14. Here you go. Like. All right, the Bears, this is what they're going to be next year. This is a good jumping off point to carry the momentum into the offseason. And then no, and you just lose and you just get your heart ripped out. And I said to you, I remember during that game, I texted you. I was like, this is not going to last. And you're texting me, let's go. I told you. I was like, yeah, okay. And then, and then it completely flips in halftime. And I turned it off before the end of the third quarter. I think Because it was just that bad. And you were just, you just lose and you just get your heart ripped out. And yeah, yeah. I would love to believe in this team. And I would love to believe in, Iberflus and his coaching style, and I would love to believe that this team is all in. Let's see what happens Sunday. You're waiting. It's going to be for, for, and you know, I will say this for the first time in a long time because last year was waiting all night for Sunday night. No, I'm not because I know how this waiting is waiting all end. day for Sunday night. This yeah. is for the first time in a while. It's actually going to be waiting all day for Sunday night because I'm actually interested to see how exactly. this team responds when you inevitably go down in this game. And maybe I would love to be wrong. I would love that. I would love to have Jaquan Brisker and Eddie Jackson and Jalen Johnson and this defensive intensity come out and take advantage of this inexperienced Packers wide receiver mm-hmm. court and take advantage of the frustrations that Aaron Rodgers has with everyone not named AJ Dillon and Aaron Jones. I would love that. That'd be great. Prove me wrong. 
please, by all means, prove me wrong. And Justin Fields, step up to the challenge like Kevin Lefker predicted not once, twice last season against the Packers, the changing of the guard and taking Aaron Rodgers' spot as the top quarterback. Please do that this year because I sat here last season. I was like, it's not going to happen. There is a path for the Bears to surprise people in this game. Everything has to go right. You have to still, you have to, what did I say last week? At this time last week before the 49ers game, what did I say? You have to rattle Trey Lance and you have to force an early turnover, get in his head, make him uncomfortable. You have to do the same thing. Now, is it much harder to make Aaron Rodgers uncomfortable? Yes. Time and again for years, that's been Aaron Rodgers' thing. He doesn't get rattled very easily. Yes, you can see him get frustrated, but he doesn't get rattled. Like he'll still go out there and throw that dagger touchdown and throw that dagger completion and really rip your heart out. And especially against the Bears, not just the Bears, but the whole entire NFL, he does that, but especially the Bears. So there is a chance for you to do that this year, that there, especially if Alan Lazard remains inactive. There's no Devontae Adams. Lazard's inactive. If Aaron Rodgers has to throw to these young and experienced guys who he's already frustrated yes, with, clearly, there is a way for you to just sow those seeds of doubt and kind of really dig into those cracks that already exist. There is a way. Am I expecting it? No, but it is a way for that to happen. You could, if you do the same thing, you go out there and do the same intensity. There's a way. There is a path for you to surprise in this game. But I would say the way isn't just through the flaws of the Packers. It's also through the strength of the Bears. You know, and, and when you look at this team, and and really, it's not just for me the way I approach this game on how they can win, how they're going to come out. It's not just off of Eberflus and and the new you know, coaching staff. I think a lot of it is Justin Fields and the confidence that he has in, in, in himself and the confidence that he instills in the rest of the team. I mean, if you think about those games against the Packers, you know, those years with Mitch and beforehand, like it felt like you were walking into the stadium down 14-0. It felt like you were walking right. in and you knew the inevitable and the players knew it, the coaches knew the it. The vibe was off. The vibe was off. Like there, there was no... Like we would, I would probably come on the show and be like, "Oh, you know, they got a chance." Probably, I I did because I mean, I'm always, I'm always going to talk about how there is a way to win because in every game on any given Sunday, there is a way to win if if you do the right things. But they would go out and they'd come out flat, and you, it was, it was like every Bears fan that has watched Bears Packers their whole life, or let's say the past, you know, eight years or so. I think that's a pretty good time frame. Like you know, after the first quarter, what the outcome of the game is going to be. You, you know, you know, and you think about the, the, the few Bears wins through and through, like uh, Thanksgiving with Jay Cutler and the Tracy Porter interception to seal it. Like, you knew in that game that you that actually Tracy had a Porter chance. interception was such, such a moment. It was. It like, was Thanksgiving. I, it was so right. Yeah, it was a big win that. for the Bears to, like, keep them in playoff contention. And, yep. and, and it was at Lambeau. In, that the, was, hunt. in the hunt. Which we are, um, make it known, and we're gonna bring it up every show. The Bears are in the hunt for at least but, a couple more weeks. Uh, like because math, yeah, because math. But the reason why I texted you last year, you know, in during halftime was like it again. It felt different. Like I, I don't like I knew in the back of my mind that the odds are that they were gonna come back and beat you, but it didn't feel as inevitable as times before. And again, like after the first quarter, you were winning. Like so, you weren't down by twenty one points. Here's kind of the thing with that. You needed, like, if you're going to be the Packers, you need, especially last year's team, which was very flawed. And this team is, this year's team is flawed as well. At least this year's team has, like, heart and fight. You needed those crazy plays, though. Like, you needed the return touchdown. You needed the the, uh, Demir Bird Bird, wild, like, slant touchdown that happened. Like, you needed those. 
However, the thing that killed you was you couldn't make the fundamental like mm -hmm. vanilla plays. That mm -hmm. team could not make the vanilla play. Now, last week, notwithstanding, because like the conditions and it was a wacky game, and you kind of just have to throw it out. Like everything you saw, yeah, great, you got the win, but you have to throw it out. It was conditions that you're not going to see again this year. Very unlikely that you see that new this game year. plan. Right, it, you just have to throw it out. You're not going to see that again. So. Can this team make those plays? Now, like last week, you won because you were the team that was able to make the crazy plays. You mm -hmm. were able to the dot the Pettis touchdown specifically. You were able to make the crazy plays. You were and you were able to prevent other like like you were able to take advantage of it with the Eddie Jackson yes. interception and you yes. were able to take advantage of Trey Lance's inexperience in those conditions. So you need plays like that if you're going to win a game, especially against teams like the 49ers who are expected to be Super Bowl contenders, and especially like the Packers who have the reigning two-time back-to-back MVP and who is probably going to be an MVP contention again. You need those crazy plays, but you also have to make the vanilla, you know, just usual yes. plays, the, the regular plays, the just bland everyday plays. You have to make those plays on top of taking advantage of those crazy game-breaking plays when they come your way. Now, we saw the Bears were able to do that last week. Now, can you make the regular plays? Can you make the day-to-day -day block? Like, can you throw a slant play for six yards for a first down? Exactly. Can you just get a first down on third and four? Can you do that? If you put those two together, then, yeah, you're able to make win a game. If you get points off a of turnover, like, can you convert turnovers into points? We'll see. Like, that, you just have to do the regular things, too. This is literally something, excuse me, this is literally something I wrote down in my notes, like this exact thing, because I thought about that. I think about that game a lot, that that game where you went up and you have all these big plays and you're like, wow, like for the first time, they get explosive plays. For the first time, you see a flash of explosion from that offense, which was, you know, it was dormant at the time. And you're like, how did they lose that game with all the explosive plays? Well, outside of those plays, like the offense still had struggle moving down the field, right? And the defense couldn't stop anyone. And, and they were not do, they were not moving down the field at all. They were not eating up clock. And there was like, Oh, well, you know, Demir bird scores. I'm like, okay, we're in the game, but you know, we're not having the seven minute drives getting down the field and scoring, right? Like they weren't doing that. And I think we saw a little bit of glimpse of that against San Francisco, but it, it needs to be more fluid. And it, you know, I need to see a little bit more. And, and that's where those bare minimum things come in and, and we're just doing the little bare things minimum. come in. Uh, yeah. Uh, oh my that's God. Anyway, continue. It's, I can't deal with this guy. But I mentioned it last week. Uh, like, so take this, right? It, you know, again, last week, the Bears were first in the NFL in percentage of plays in which they rushed the ball. Obviously, the circumstances have something to do with that, but they 66% of their plays were rushes. Next best was like 58% in the league. So they were running the ball a lot. And, and, and regardless of the circumstances, we've heard all offseason that this has been the plan and that they're going to run the running ball team, a lot yeah. of times, right? And I get it. But you know, I, I'm like first down, take a shot, take right, a shot, yeah. go, go down the field, but like not even take a shot. Like again, like slant routes, so, something across the field, right? I, I'm not talking about curl routes and something where somebody's falling on the ground, get somebody coming across the field, get somebody the ball in their hands with a chance to run a little bit. I mean, you have a lot of really versatile guys in this offense. Bayless Jones Jr. Limited in practice this week. We expect him to play the things that they can Hopefully. do with him. You know, he's their Jakeem Grant this year, right? I mean, you remember sure. the things yeah. like it, they're not exactly alike, but they're they're, 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 there's enough parallels to me to make for me to make that comparison. And if you saw the things that they did with Jakeem Grant last year, like against the Packers, that's exactly what I expect them to do with Bayless Jones Jr. He's your, you know, he's your 
I, I don't think he's your Debo Samuel in the sense of like he's going to be rushing the ball out of the backfield like in an I formation. But returns. But and- like returns and, you know, the screens and the end of rounds. Like mm-hmm. I want to see a lot of movement on this offense. And, you know, again, it's it's those little things like longer drives, longer extended drives. You're not going to beat the Packers by like you need like don't get me wrong. You need the explosive plays, but you right. need both. Like you, you need grind to grind it out. Right. You need to grind it out. And, and then every once in a while, like that's exactly how Minnesota beat them. Like they had the explosive plays with Justin Jefferson, um, and and down and there's a screen of there's a, a Sweden a Sweden loading screen That's on our funny. on our background. If you guys aren't uh, watching us live, you should be watching us live on YouTube and Twitch every single week because we there are some that things more. that we do. First of all, I mean, you we, guys should, we should we need to promote that. We, we should probably promote that. Um, <laughs> I just, that just I just I just figured people assume, um, but yeah, like do the little like again. I'll, I'll bring it up if people if people want to understand what I'm talking about. Watch the highlights of Bills Rams on Thursday night, like or watch any Bills game. Like that's what they do. That's what the best teams do so well. And watch the Chiefs. Like yeah, the Chiefs are the most explosive off, one of the most explosive offenses we've ever seen. But at the same time, like it's so easy for them to move down the field with with five yard plays e- e- each play. You know what I mean? Routine plays. That's the word I was looking for. Oh my god, that's why I kept saying like normal and vanilla because I couldn't think of the word routine. Routine plays. Oh, I'm very open about how dumb I am. I've long said that. Routine plays, yes, but to Kevin's point, you have to have the explosive players, but you also have to make the routine plays. Like I said, the slants, the first, like the the five, six-yard plays, haven't seen that in a while from the Bears. Now, David Montgomery didn't have the best day. You're obviously hoping you can rely on him. Cleo Herbert had a great day. You can rely on him, hopefully, but also you have to take advantage of being able to make these routine plays. One thing I will say about a difference between this team is we've talked about the culture of the fire they play with. If they go down by a touchdown in the half, they're not coming out. All right, we're dead. You know, we only have a half now to make them. They'll go out there and it seems like they'll fight. You know, the Bears had a lead last year at halftime and they came out flat. That for sure won't happen with this team. This team will come out and say, all right, we're about to steal a win. And mm-hmm. then, of course, they'll go in the postgame and say, oh, it's not stealing a win. We expect to win these games. Da, 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 da. Well, I do. We th- all I know think what the that, truth I think is. there's no, no, I think there's truth to that. I really do well, think Well, they might believe it, but we know what the truth is. Right. Well, yeah. I mean, I, I look, I just think the truth is you're stealing a game. The truth, the truth is right. The truth is you're stealing a game. But the, but as long as the mindset in the locker room is, hey, we expect to win. Like that's the right, right mindset. Like like I am. I think I even saw a TikTok about it today. I'm, like, I'm sick of the underdog mentality now. Like I am. Like we've. Well, we've it been seems pitching- like they don't have that. Well, I, exactly. I mean, if, if, Which if, is if you good. Be- if right. you believe what they're saying in post game, right? Because we've pitched this narrative for again for for how long? Like every time you play the Packers, it's underdog and like oh they really need to feed off the fact that they're underdogs in this game well, and that should the, light the a graphic, fire under their the ass graphic everybody picking the peggers right Ditka. like it, it except Ditka. Up, it yeah it's exactly it, I, it's so good because it's just so bears and it's Ditka and it's it's hilarious Man, but it still plays for the it, and it's it's yeah it still Always. plays i don't expect any of the people on Sunday night football to pick the, i expect actually i do expect a couple i feel like chris sims is just gonna be like oh take the bears today and, i i think it's gonna be <laughs> packers across the board you think so oh 1000 some aaron Rodgers at home in a bounce back spot and yeah, it, but there's all the, so, the Bears okay. going to Lambo in a game that everyone thought they just only won because they got lucky with the weather. Yeah, 100. Uh, percent I'm someone's gonna pick the Bears. I think like it's gonna be like Jack Collinsworth. No, you, gonna uh, I was gonna say it's gonna be Jason Garrett, and I'm gonna feel terrible Jason about Garrett. it. And then I'm gonna be like, crap. If Jason Bear, if if Jason Garrett picks the Bears, you're screwed. Like, you're, 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 screwed. Losing, you're losing the game. You um, 
So, so here's the difference, though. When you talk about, okay, bounce back, right? And, oh, my God, the same thing happened last year. Saints won 38-3, and everyone's pitching the same narratives about, you know, I, and look, I came on this show last year, and at the time, I had talked all last offseason about, I don't really think the relationship between Rodgers and the floor is there. And I, I think that maybe there's issues. And, and I really believed it after the first game against New Orleans. I was like, they actually, like, there actually might be problems in Green Bay. So, like, I, but I think the the difference this year is, like, the problems, like there was, we were kind of making shit up last year. Like, oh, oh maybe, you there, think? maybe there was something with LaFleur and Rodgers. Like the roster's fine, but like maybe no one in the building likes each other. And Rodgers is weird. And like Rodgers is weird, is but weird. there was that no problem. So there terrible. was no problem with that. But now, like when you look at the roster and you watch the way they played against Minnesota, there's legitimate things to be concerned about. There's beef. There, well, there's not beef, but there, oh. well, there is beef between Rodgers and the and, and, right. and the young <laughs> receivers. I mean. But like from a legitimate like personnel standpoint, and, and defensively they weren't impressive either. Like I, I think this team is probably as vulnerable as they've been in since 2018, when they were you know six and ten or or, or seven and nine, whatever whatever they were in 2018 when we won the division. I think they're as vulnerable as as, as since then. Like. Here's, here's the thing with that. So obviously the whole Rogers and his receivers thing has been talked about ad nausea. We, I mean, I, I talked about it too. I mean, I'm a part of that. If you're going to do that, like, it, and I said this, if you're going to have a shot at winning this game, you have to like, sow that divide and really like you have to get in and like make that divide even wider. Right. If you're going to do that, you have to do it right away. Has to happen immediately. Like there has to be. Because here's the thing: those Packers receivers, maybe they're doubting themselves. Of course, they'll say no. That, that's not the truth. But we know Jalen Johnson likes to talk shit. We know Jaquan Brisker <laughs> is a dude. He's a dog. He'll probably talk that shit. Eddie Jackson, Eddie Jackson getting that interception is the best possible thing that could have happened. Because a confident Eddie Jackson will talk that shit. He'll get in your ear. Like he'll mm-hmm. talk, and it won't be Javon Wims. I'm talking just to talk as I actually suck. These guys can play and they have the play to back it up. Like Eddie Jackson. Now, if he goes in and he's trying to jaw on somebody's face, like he goes, yeah, look at that pick I made on Trey Lance a week ago. Like he can back it up. He has the play. Now he's like, I'm back. Like you can say that now. Jaquan Brisker made a great play last week. He can say like, yeah, I'm that dude. Jalen Johnson has been that dude for uh, two years now. Like Mm -hmm. these guys can talk shit. These Packers receivers can't, they have nothing. Uh, what's his face dropped a wide open touchdown Christian last Watson. week. Christian Watson dropped a wide open walk in touchdown last week. They can wide say, open. yeah, I could uncover you and I'll just let you drop the ball. Like they can say these things because the Packers receivers had a, and Romeo Dobbs ended up having a decent game, but like the rest of them didn't do shit. And meanwhile, the bears young guys are making plays left and right, but you have to do it right away. Like there has to be, if somebody goes out and makes a statement play on defense right away, like on that first drive, it doesn't have to be a takeaway necessarily, but a, a statement play, like even a big hit, like something like a statement set the tone, then I'll believe you have a shot at winning this game. That's true. I I, I agree with that. I think you have to to make that statement early, right? And I and when I look at the receivers and Rodgers, like I'm I'm also skeptical to to say like Rodgers has no confidence in them because Rodgers has never like Rodgers has always spread the ball around very well. And right. he, he's yeah. always thrown it to guys who are young. He's always thrown it to guys who are inexperienced or they're undrafted. Like, I'm not going to sit here and be like, Rodgers isn't going to throw to them because he's not comfortable throwing to them. Like, Rod- he's going to throw the ball to them. He is. But I, like, again, it, it, I don't know if they're going to catch it, but I also do like I don't really have a lot of trust in in what they were really doing offensively overall. Like a, a lot of like 
the receivers weren't getting open. The separation wasn't great when I watched that game back. And I, I just, it's not the same offense. And it's and in, and there is validity to the point that like Devontae Adams did so much for that offense outside of just him catching the football. Like the impact that he had on a defense, just his presence there and the attention that he drew as the best receiver in the NFL and as creatively as they used him, like it, they did look a little bit lost without him. And sure. everyone is going to tell everyone in Green Bay and in Packers world is going to tell you it's just one guy. It's just one receiver. Well, it's different when it's the best receiver in football. And, you know, the way that they used him and his presence in the offense was arguably greater than any other offensive skill player at the wide receiver position in, on any other team in the league. Like the way they used him, the amount of times they targeted him, the amount of times they moved him around, especially in the red zone. Like you knew exactly what you, what you were going up against when you played the Green Bay Packers every week. And it was still in the and there was still no stopping it. So when I think about like the differences, yeah, it's just one guy is gone, but it's a pretty Big, it's it's a it's an important well, loss. And not even like, that. I mean, they lost. I mean, not that he was the best player in the world, but like you lost Marquez Van Valding Scant Valdez Scant to the Chiefs, and he opened the defense and up. He, well, he was, he was due threat. for one opportunity each week to right. burn you. He was a deep, and he threat. would either catch it or drop it. Right, he was <laughs> right. It's famously said by Chris Nano. Yeah, like it was. He was a deep threat. He was some. So you lose him, and then I think Alan Lazard being inactive last week is what really kind of there's put, truth like, to that. They but lost, it's Alan Lazard. Like, right, but I mean, he could still play a little he can, bit. He, he can play, he, but I mean, he's their number one. But he's not Devontae Adams, right? <laughs> but still, like, you lost all three of your top guys going into Week One, so like, yeah, they, and they probably knew that you had a lot of time to prepare for that. So it's like, it's a lot of different things. Like, but yes, you're right about the Devontae Adams thing, but I mean, there's still like a whole void by losing all t- your top three guys. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yes, absolutely. And, Which is and, why you have Aaron Rodgers saying we got to involve the running backs more because those are right. really the only guys he. he completely trust trusts because he's played with them for more than one game yeah and the thing that i think they're going to do on sunday honestly I, you know we expect let, let's just let's just break it down that we expect bakhtiari and elton jenkins and alan lazard to play yes. i mean they all practice this week let's just expect them to play and granted it's only wednesday right but. And, and you know that'll be the we'll just for the sake of this podcast that's the expectation they're on track to play i think what they're going to do on sunday is they're they're really really going to dumb things down and and like not like dumb things down but like the way they run their offense is going to be Basics. very simple it's going to be very basic. And, and if you really think about the way Green Bay hurts you, like it's always been really basic. Like they do it in a smart way, but they'll set things up underneath for a quarter. And then the, in the, the moment the second quarter starts, they'll find a deep shot and just burn you. And they get, sure. and, and, and Rodgers, obviously, you know what Rodgers is going to do. He's one of the best quarterbacks to ever play the game. Like he's he's going to make the guys around him better. But I think you're going to see a lot of, you know, how many times have we seen screens to Aaron Jones and right. a lot of simple, you know, simple, you know, just get a guy a ball with a little bit of space, you know, halfback screens, wide receiver screens. Like if you really, if 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 Rodgers is in the meeting room, if he is in the meeting room this week, and it's like, hey, you know, I saw Christian Watson drop a perfectly placed ball and, and he's telling them like maybe I, I don't feel comfortable doing that against the secondary that's you know looked pretty good last week i wouldn't be surprised if they just you know do a lot of no huddle you know quick to the line slant runs the things that we've been talking about that sure. that rogers is so good at i mean think like it's been to the point jake and i think about this all the time when i watch bears packers like when the packers are in third and four and they go like five wide i just like i don't even stand up from my couch like i know it's the first down <laughs> 
Like it's just so easy. Slant route touches, slant route first down. Like right. it's just you just. It's like playing it. Madden. It's like yes. <laughs> it's like, I'm just. It's so defeating. Like I, I don't. I, I the way I watch the game. Like I stand up for pretty much every third down because like I'm just. Honestly, I when I picture you watching any Bears game, but especially Bears Packers, I imagine you just standing the entire time. Uh, not during the commercials. Well, okay, fair. But if, the standing is probably like seventy four percent. That's okay. like a very fair number. But do you know what I mean? Like, do you not feel the same thing sometimes? Like how they just it just it's just yeah. easy for yeah. them. Yes, Kevin, I felt that way I, for yes. the last lifetime. Every time you play the Packers. So, but like again, like a, a majority of the times when you were in those situations, third and four, who were they throwing the ball to? Right, like they were throwing the ball to, to Devontae Adams, and 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 like his releases at the line of scrimmage are so good that right. I don't care how good of a corner you are, you just you're just not covering it. But. That like so so there's that and here's the other thing defensively, what they need to do that they never do is keep them in third and long right like oh it, you, it, oh you don't say it, letting up less yards that, is good that seems like a recipe Wait, for winning you mean to tell me Kevin Lapka that third and eight or nine or third and ten or longer is better than third and two math, or folks. one. The math. Wait, did everyone else know this? Am I am I the only one? Am I the only one for your? I don't deserve right this now? slander. Am I the? So if you, Kevin, are you? Do you mean to tell me? I do. Wow. I thank, do mean thank to tell you, you. Thank you for this. Revelation. That if you were in third and ten, your odds of getting uh-huh. the first down are lower than if you were in third and five. Okay. So. So yeah. I'm just just so you know, because apparently okay. that's that's something you didn't. Know. Okay. If you carry wow. the two. I mean, if you carry the two. This is. This is I mean, groundbreaking this is content. Unbelievable. But the reason why I, I say I that. I just didn't know we had a yeah, true is, mathematician. This I know. Is, I mean, I, I did pretty good on my ACT math score. I'm just, I'm just going to put it out there. Excuse me. Yeah, excuse you. Uh, math was my worst subject. It it ended up being my worst subject. Once we once you start throwing letters into numbers, I that's, a, that's I my optimum. I got a D plus in stats 100 in college. And I, I, I never took another math class again. I think I might have gotten a For C. obvious reasons. I don't blame you. Passing You're grade. a journalism major. It's passing grade. Not necessary. D's get degrees, Jake Hassan. The yeah. bottom line, the reason why I say you, this is I feel like study. Stay in so many, yeah, for all the youngins out there, study, stay in school. Stay in school. Um, I am not a model student. <laughs> yeah, that's to say the least. Or human. Or that. Let's listen to your parents. Anyway. Listen to Jake Hassan, then listen to your parents. No. I would do that. Opposite. It feels like the Packers oftentimes get into situations where they're in fourth and two and fourth and one. And, and, and again, and it's the same thing I said when they like, they get into third and four, like for them, it's automatic. When you have and, AJ Dillon, that helps. Well, it, it helps too. Cause he's, 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 you know, the, like, he's like the Derrick Henry, I'm going to get you the, the couple yards, but even like, even in those situations, like I, I don't, I don't even feel like they're running it that often in those situations, but I just yeah. say that because I, I do feel like I have to get into the numbers about how often that's happened, but I feel like, you know, a lot of times, especially at home, at Lambo, Sunday Night Football, you got the crowd who's like, you hey, go for it every fucking down, right? right? Like, they're like, you, I, that's how they extend drives, man. And it's just, and, and sometimes it's just that one drive that can break you. So if you get off the field, if you, you know, that's what I mean. Like, if you get them in a third and 10, just don't even let them, don't let them get the eight yards. Don't even let them get to an opportunity where they can consider going forward on fourth down. Like, keep them at fourth and four or longer. Every Especially time. if they're in your territory, they'll go for exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah. And the way, and the reason why I say that is because I think it's different the way this team hustles to the ball is like, the way that they hustle, yeah. it's like it's a difference in a couple of yards. Like getting to like even and it's not just the final tackle. It's like even if Jaquan Brisker is going downfield at the runner, he's just putting a body. I'm slowing him down a little bit. Sure. And then there's Roquan to sure. clean it up. Right. So 
I just like, cause when I think about the most grueling times that the Packers, you know, get after you, it, it, it's when it's like 11 minute drives and they got a couple yeah, it's gr- yeah, conver- grinding it's grinding you, you yeah. down. And again, it's not explosive plays. It's just, it's just slow moving five yard slant route, eight yard run. Well, t- so to your six point, yard screen pass. So to your point, yeah, because they just grind you down. Then your defense is gassed. And then obviously you're going to make less plays, the more tired your defense gets, or if you're rotating your fourth, fifth depth chart, guys and you know it's obviously going to get worse so i mean to your point about longer yardage situations are obviously better for your defense shorter like drives like if don't let them grind like (laughs) keep it to a three and out or only let them convert one first down so and then you'll be able to make those explosive hustle plays you can go far you know come barreling downhill in a third and three and make a play and make a stop uh later in the game i mean like roquan smith shooting the gap and then you, you know stop on third and four or whatever, give them a fourth and four to actually think about that. Yeah. So it's to that point, like, Hey, I knew this is the dumbest thing. Like newsflash, you play good and you now don't let the opposing offense make oh, good plays. Thing, then you're going to win the game. Wow. That's crazy. What a concept. I know we sound like idiots right now. Well, he, so, yeah, Let's, everything you're saying, like, but that goes into like the hits philosophy, like the whole hustle and intensity thing. If you do that, then there's less of a chance. Like you, like Dominic Robinson makes plays like the, like he did, Last week, you're going to have a good chance of winning. Mm-hmm. Absolutely right. And, and look, it, here's what it comes down to. It came down to it this last week, and it, it's, it came down to it for the Vikings last week. It came down to it for the Bears last week, and it's going to come down to it for the Bears this week. You're not winning the game unless you get a takeaway on Rodgers. You're not winning the game. Yeah. You're not. I mean, win the, t- win the turnover. Back. We haven't won a game against Green Bay since 2018 division clinching. Am, am, am I mistaken? Has to be. I, it, ha- it has, has to, to be. be. They didn't win has a game against them in 2019. They lost both in 2020. They lost both last year. It has to be since 2018. Um, and in that span, I know someone in the chat's going to pop in. They're stupid for not knowing this. Um, Jake's doing his research. I'm, known I'm, re- I'm known, known, known research the, expert. The research Jake's and development. Research and development team is on it. it. Yep. But I do believe in that same span, the Bears have also not intercepted Aaron Rodgers. That makes sense. Since 2018, I mean, Eddie Jackson. There. There is a correlation there. I promise you there is a correlation there. And the correlation will continue unless they uh, intercept Aaron Rodgers this year or the, Ooh, this week. 12-16-2018. Yep. So, yeah, that checks out. It had to have been the clinching one. Yep. No interceptions. from. I, I don't, do not believe there was an interception from Rodgers. Because I think there was a crazy stat that he hasn't thrown an interception into the NFC. That uses so, such a good site. It really is. Like, they get a lot of hate on Twitter. But that site is really incredible. Like you can just ask it. A, you can, you know what you can do for baseball on that site? You can find any players like hits average against any specific pitcher. It is an unbelievable tool for betting. But again, takeaways are how you're going to win this game. If you end the game, if you look at the box score at the end of the game on Sunday night or Monday morning, and you see that the Bears have zero takeaways, you're going to find out, you're going to look up and you're going to find out that the Bears did not win that game. It's just, a, it's just the way it's going to be. And I have a little bit more confidence with this, the way the secondary is built, that they can do that. I, I do. The Bears' last interception against Aaron Rodgers was also that game. Exactly. December 16, 2018. I mean, that there is a, I promise there's a correlation there. That's that, crazy. It's insane. It's Before insane. The, this, this is the list of Bears, inter, Aaron Rodgers' interceptions versus the Bears. So 12, 16, 2018. Before that, 11, 26, 2015. Before that, 12, 29, 2013. Then they, then they, wow, that's actually crazy. So 2011, they had two. 
then 2012, they had one, then 2013, they had one, then two year span, then three year span. And now we're going on year four. That's actually so kind of crazy. since 2013, Aaron Rodgers has only thrown three, three interceptions. interceptions against the Chicago Bears mm-hmm. in 18, which tries, means 18 games, which means he's due. He's so he's due. so due. He's never been more due. But look, I mean, like, like, and look, it's not just like, I do believe the secondary is talented, but you talk about the weaknesses of the Packers. Maybe a ball goes off of Romeo Dobbs hands. Maybe a ball goes off. Maybe they run the wrong route, right? I mean, these are younger. These are, you have two rookies at starting wide receiver and Romeo Dobbs and Christian Watson. Yep. Like there's a strong chance. And and we've, we've, we know, we know that there's been like, this isn't just one game against Minnesota. The issues are here with that receiving core in the off season. There was a press conference with Rodgers, and Rodgers was like, our, our rookie guys, our, our guys need to catch the ball. Our guys need to be running yeah. the right routes. Like, there was issues in this in the offseason. This is a months-long thing. This is thing a months-long thing. I wouldn't be surprised if there's a little bit of confusion. Someone runs the wrong route or just runs the wrong, runs to the wrong area. And as smart as I believe this defense is, this now, like in the past, those things may have happened, but the Bears defense didn't take advantage of it. Right. Okay. Past 2018. They are built now. Not only from a Eddie Jackson did it last a, week. A, yes, he like, did it last week. I mean, like, and, and look, and when uh, it was Jalen Johnson was on Parking the Spiegel, and he said yep. he's like, I he he's like, I knew Eddie was there. You know, he's like, so I played a little bit off. Uh, I played outside um, leverage. Funneled the receiver exactly. Uh, like, Just played outside leverage, lead him right into Eddie Jackson. That is good football. That's how, that, that's, that's what intelligent you need to do. football. So because it's not like I didn't really feel. I guess it was only one interception, but like it wasn't created by pressure. It was just your second, like, you know, right. it was just the, your second yeah, being smart. Right. right. And that's how you're going to have to do it. Take it. Cause Rogers isn't going to make a stupid throw. Like he's not going to, you know, he's not like, he's, he's not going to make a dumb throw that you can take advantage of. Like you're going to have to take advantage of the inexperience and the uncertainty of these receivers and right. try to, you know, make that divide between them and their quarterback bigger. Uh, but you have high IQ players and theoretically you can make that happen. Yeah. Absolutely. Let's talk offensively here. We've been talking defense yeah, for a while. We've been talking defense um, for 40 minutes. Yeah, it's been quite a while because, like, again, I still believe, and you can tell me if you agree with me on this, like, if the Bears were to win this game, we'll get to our predictions at, at the end of the show, as we always do. I don't think they're winning offensively. I think they're going to they, – they could score enough points to win, but they're not sure. winning offensively. Like, it's not going to be 38-35. Right. It's like, if the Bears player. win – It'll be in the 20s. They got a couple takeaways. They did right. what they needed to do on offense, but what do they need to do on offense, right? We hit a little bit on doing the simple things, but it's going to be a little bit more than that. And I think this is like, again, I mean, did we even see everything that Luke Getzey talked about? I mean, because nope. they talked so long. I did. You saw 3% of what the Bears are You think are it's that on. low? It has to be. You had like. You, you didn't really have your, a choice. Your best offensive player at the moment, obviously Justin Fields could end up being your best offensive Dave player. Montgomery. Dave Montgomery didn't do anything. Mm-hmm. You don't have your offensive line that you want to work with, and you're tinkering with the offensive line in-game, and one of your top offensive linemen has a club on his hand, and you, your quarterback didn't throw that much. He threw, he threw five times. times. Yeah, like he threw 17 times in the game. Eight completions. So it's like, yeah, I think you didn't see even the start of – you didn't see the tip of the tip of the iceberg. Like there is still way more that I think you did like your top offensive rookie that you drafted in the third round granted, but still the first offensive guy that you drafted, you didn't see him in the game at all. He was inactive. So there, I think there's still layers and layers and layers and layers and layers and layers and layers to the Bears offense. And I think that you still have a lot to see here. I think you saw a little bit of it when they started doing play action and started doing, you know, bootlegs and running, mm-hmm. you know, a little more stuff with play action and not all the motion, but 
Yeah, I think there's still way more to this Bears offense. I don't even think you saw the start of it. It's really funny to me because like the Fox broadcast didn't mention it. It's it felt like no one really talked about the absence of Vela Jones Jr. Right? Well, I mean, I mean he's a third round. Right, like but it's... but no, but like no, like I, I I do think that they drafted him for a reason, and they clearly have a lot of confidence in him because that was really outside of you know. Well, because I think you that's the type of thing you save until he's on the field because obviously, well, sure, well, yes, because obviously, like the coach is the first thing you're going to talk about, and you're too well, just the right. field yeah, yeah, and the new regime. Like the, there's a right. lot to get it's to not before you f- get to an inactive yeah. Vilas Jones Jr. Right, but I, I'm still in general the weather. Eve the weather, yeah, that was that's what dominated it. But even in the Bears community, like there wasn't a lot of talk about how how have how could this well, again? Think he's think not. I think it's because you didn't see him a lot the, in the offseason either. Right. So if anything, like when you talk about 3%, like, yeah, like yeah. that's he's 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 not a major key, but he's important. He's I think he's, he's someone you hope can have a significant role in the offense. And if anything, you know, maybe you get a little lucky. You win that game without him. And now Green Bay has no idea how you're going to use him. They have no assuming idea. He plays, and know. assuming he plays again, he was limited this week. We expect I ex- if you're limited on Wednesday. I expect you pretty much to play and like you have a real chance to catch them off guard with something. But I think the bottom line for me is if you're going to win this game, Darna Mooney's going to have to have 80 plus receiving yards. Like, Oh yeah. Darna Mooney, this is his game. And when I went back and watched it, like I don't really, I don't really chalk up his stat line to him being bad or like, again, like, listen, I, I said this the whole game last week, you take the win, great, awesome. You take the defensive performance and the intensity, great, awesome. Everything else you have to throw out. You have to throw everything that we saw on Sunday against the 49ers. For the 49ers, too, they're saying this this week, I'm sure, too. You have to throw it out. It is not, you see that game once every five years. Like You see a game like that with those conditions throughout the game, not just for a quarter or a half. Throughout the game, it was crap. It infected the game completely. You don't mm-hmm. see that every year even. You don't even see that once a year And that for these Midwest teams. And granted, half of them have domes now, so you don't. But, like, you have to throw it out. You didn't see – you think the 49ers are sitting here saying, yeah, you saw our whole playbook. And those conditions, absolutely not, yeah, 100%. That's true. So there is so much that is unknown. There is so much – yeah. Of course, it's the most obvious statement to me that you can make because you have to throw everything out. Yeah. So, I mean, look, like the, because, and so, like, really, the only tape we have then is going back to that Cleveland game because I think that sure. was the best example we have of, okay, these, these things are new and, and guys are getting open. And, and, you know, Darnell Mooney, I didn't even think have a, he maybe had one catch in that game too. But, I, like, man, I just, I just want, I, like, the things that they can do with him. Like, he's the guy that needs to be getting the ball on the slant routes. Like, he is their quote unquote Devontae Adams in the sense that, like, he's, he needs to be, he's, a- He's the guy doing Chipotle commercials to Justin Fields. He is. And, you know, Chipotle knows a little something. They know these two are going to have a good season. And, and you know, like he's going to target him. He, he right. is going to target Darnell Mooney, who is his favorite target last year. Even when Allen Robinson was there, he's his favorite target in, you know, training camp last year. And, and it was evident on the field. And that's why we think he's going to be a 1,200-yard receiver. And, you know, it kind of, it kind of take a hit to that stat line. Not a line. great start. Kind of take a hit Not to that great stat. Start. I know we've been preaching that for you know four months, and it sucks that he had eight eight yards. But you know, 16, 17 game season, we get a little, we get yep. build out boost. there. A little boost. But like, what I need to see is like his he he can break you down the field. Like Darno Mooney He's has the ability to blow plays. the top off of a defense, yep. and 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 that's why you know he's sort of in in my eyes he can be a do it all receiver and. 
he's like Deontay Johnson. Like that's that's what I see for him. Like he can make. Well, we made that comparison. Yeah, a month or two. Ago. Yeah, because like he can make the acrobatic catches. He can make some contested I, catches. Right. And, I will say I don't know if Darnell Mooney can make the non-catch that Deontay Johnson had against the Bengals. That was crazy. No, it was a catch. They, it, they, Did they, they end up ruling it? They a catch? Ended, oh, yeah, that review yeah. last like eight minutes. So yeah, I walked away. But. They well, he made that catch and he made a catch like that in training camp. I think he's capable of doing it. But like the bottom line is like what I want to see. No, regardless, give him the get him the ball. Just get him the ball. Yeah, put the ball in his hands one well, way or that's another. That's always been the thing with the Bears. Put the ball in your playmaker's hands. And you know what I noticed last week too? Because like you can put the ball in your playmaker's hands all you want, but if the blocking is not good, like not sure. not the offensive line blocking, but the receivers blocking. Like mm-hmm. Equinemius St. Brown was a great blocker last week. Yep. You know, we know Kokomet's a good blocker. Like all you have to do is trust your your receivers to block a little bit better than they did last year. And all of a sudden, when you put the ball in somebody else's hand. Yeah, then you're going to see production. So that's what do you want to see from Darnell Mooney on Sunday? I mean, not just Darnell Mooney, but the a whole offense. Like, show us a little bit of what we've been promised is my thing. Like, show us. Which is what? Well, and so I said this on Monday, too. Like, it, ditch the shotgun. Like, or uh, not, yeah. yeah. Yeah, like, did, go under center under, under center. From the start. Do the play action. Do the in motion. Ditch the shotgun. Use it here and there, but don't use that as your primary set. Mm-hmm. Use other things that we were promised, and let's see some more creativity. And we saw a little bit of it in little glimpses, but it just show us like Luke Etsy is in my mind the most important guy to this. Whatever success you're going to have on Sunday, if any at all, he's the most important to this. Like show us, granted, I, and I keep saying this: throw out Sunday because that was not allowing you to do whatever you want to do. Right. But show us, come out under center right away and put the ball in your playmaker's hands whether that's darnell mooney or david montgomery or khalil herbert just put the ball in your playmaker's mm-hmm. hands and let something happen make things happen give them the chance give them the opportunity to make something even if it's out of nothing that's how you get those magic plays justin fields the scramble last year against the 49ers made something out of nothing the broken play with dante pettis made something out of nothing just show us something and show us that you have the ability to open up this offense and be creative and show new looks that keep the opposing defense on their toes a little bit. And here's where that happens, where, where it's most important. Inside the 20, in the red zone. Red zone you want to know why the Bears won last week? Two red zone drives, two touchdowns. That never happened last year. And, you know, if they go into the red zone last week and kick two field goals, they might lose the game. Lose the game. They might, you might lose the game. Like, and so when you talk about seeing all these different things and, you know, the motions and the play action, like, I mean, how many times, Jake, do you remember the Bears like walking into the end zone the past couple of years? Oh, geez. Like just walking in. Never. Or guys wide open just Seldom. catching the ball. Yeah. Seldom. Right? Like you watch the best teams and the way they design plays in the red zone. Like you can get really creative and really confuse the defense and you will get guys just Wide, wide open, open. And then you'll get guys and just you get prance into the red zone. There's nobody around. Yes, right? I mean, and granted, that's what the best Watch teams the like. You see the, the, the Chiefs, the Chargers, obviously the Bills. Like, yeah, that's what happens. But yeah, I mean, that see those types of plays where you, yeah, I, I agree with that completely. Uh, so like that, that's the difference. I mean, because again, we would talk a lot last year or, or the past couple of years, like you know, the Bears didn't have such a problem at times between the twenty and the twenty. Like sure. they would get down the field a little yeah. bit. And they get to the red zone and just completely stall. You're not winning a game at Lambeau on Sunday Night Football against Aaron Rodgers with that crowd by kicking field goals. You're yep. you're ju- you're just not. And unfortunately, I don't know 
how we're feeling about Cairo, but he, he might be a little low on confidence after. I don't really know, but I mean, if yeah. he missed two extra points, again, conditions were tough, but you know, could he be more confident? Probably. But to me, like I I'm, and I'm intrigued, right? Because that, that's something we didn't see. We didn't right. see a ton. Of, we saw a little bit of, you know, what they want to do in the red zone. I mean, they got Eddie, the Eddie Jackson pick that got him in there and they were pretty close. And then Khalil Herbert scored, you know, it was nothing crazy though. I mean, the, the throw to Economy St. Brown was nice. It's nothing crazy. Like I want to see some, I, I think we're going to see something cool, something creative, and it's going to get a guy open with a lot of space. And he's just going to, he's just going to walk in. And that's, that's, and, and I mean, if they do that, Jake, if, if they get, say they get two takeaways and both those takeaways are turned into touchdowns, they win the, you game. Win the game. Yep. If you get two takeaways yep. and both of them turn touchdowns, the you win the game. Yeah, I don't. That's not crazy to say. I mean, we've been sitting here for the last forty-five minutes or so saying, make the takeaways and turn the takeaways into points. Like at least, if you get two takeaways, you have to turn at least one into a touchdown. Mm-hmm. You could get away with one being a field goal, maybe. But you know what? I'd want to see. And this is back to the Luke Etsy thing. A fourth and short, and they go for it. Like if it's in the if it's in the Packers territory, and they go for it. Like don't. Be afraid. I think is. I think that's going to be my big theme for like how the Bears win this game. If you're going to win the game, don't be afraid. If you're Jalen Johnson or Jaquan Brisker or whoever one of these, go. Don't be afraid. Talk your shit. Talk the smack. If you're the offense, if you're Luke Getzey, fourth and one, fourth and two, and you're on the Packer forty-five, go for it. Don't be afraid because if you're afraid and you're scared, you lose the game. Scared football loses games. You're absolutely right. I and and in this environment against this team. And just for the past, you know, 10 years, you've been playing scared yeah. and, and you haven't been willing to take the risk because you haven't been willing to, you know, go for it on fourth down or, or take a couple shots on the field or throw it on first down. Like I, you're, you're absolutely right. And I, and I think they, I think they will do that. I think we've seen a little bit of that already. And I think Justin Fields wants to do that. I think he's in the ear of Getsy saying like, I'm, I'm, it seems I'm like they have and I'm aggressive. Oh yeah. And that's obviously an important relationship to have, but I think like, you know, in a lot of those situations, it's not an executive decision. Or at least if you have trust in your quarterback, it's not an executive decision. It's like, it's a discussion. Hey, Justin, you want to go for it right here? Yeah, man, I think we got a good play. Let's draw it up. I, I'm going to hit Mooney here on a little dig route. We got it. Let's run it. You know what I mean? Like, in certain situations, it should be an executive decision, yeah. right? But it's, and a lot of times, like, who was it? Was it, Mc, I think it was, I think it was the Philly special. I think it was, like, Doug Peterson went up to Nick Foles and was like, Are we, you want to go for it here? And yeah, then it was like, yeah. like those, I think Justin, I, I think that's a relationship that, now, that, that they exist. Now I don't think Justin Fields has like the reputation. He hasn't like earned that type of ability yet to be like, this is what we're doing. I, well, I, he's not going to call I, the right, shots, right, right, right. but it's like a conversation. Between right. Them. Sure. Yeah. Okay. I'll, yes. Yes. I think it'd be a, a like cohesive relationship. Yeah. You would hope it seems like they have a good relationship. They both have great things to say about each other. And granted, they're not going to go out there and be like, yeah, Luke gets, sucks or Justin Fields sucks, but it seems like there is a working healthy relationship there. I agree. Uh, I don't really have anything else written down for, well, should we do bold predictions? Uh, let's do bold predictions. And, and I just, did you have anything else to say about like their deep, like what, like, can you take anything away from what Justin Jefferson did to them last week and apply it to, to this week? Because, it's like part of it is Justin Jefferson. Just right. Being so there's a couple, there's a couple of things. Like one is Justin Jefferson, just uh, making his ascension as the best receiver in the league. The second thing is close. Kevin O'Connell comes in as like this heralded offensive mind mm-hmm. from the Sean McVay tree, from the Matt LaFleur tree. So that's the thing too. 
And the third thing is like, for as much as we crap on Kirk Cousins, he can make a play when it's that wide open and when right. it's that schemed well. And when you have a generational talent like Justin Jefferson to work with. So it's a couple things. Is Darnell Mooney Justin Jefferson? No. no. Is Luke Getze uh, O'Connell? No. Well, maybe. I mean, I, can, it's, it's... can he possibly? No. But at yeah. this moment in time, right now, September 14th at 8.16 p.m., no, he's not. Is Justin Fields Kirk Cousins? No, but he's not as consistent as Kirk Cousins. Is his ceiling higher? Yes. Kirk Cousins is consistent. Like Noted Kirk Cousins hater. Right, but he is a consistent quarterback. Is he oh consistently mediocre? Yes, but Justin Fields' thing has been the ups and downs. We haven't seen a consistent Justin Fields yet. Yeah. So those are a lot of different things. So I don't want to compare them to the Vikings yet, but... I mean, the... The fourth thing is like Jair Alexander wasn't covering him all game. And I thought that was really interesting sure. because he he expressed his his um, his displeasure with that in the post game press conference. Yeah. He was like, you know, I want to, sh- you know, you look. But he a- also like he also did get cooked. He did get times, cooked a couple of so. times. But like, you know, Jair Alexander is still probably a top five cornerback in the sure, league. Yeah. And but, it, but that when guy you get, expects when you get cooked like that, Justin like Jefferson. and it's and it's Justin Jefferson, like you have to throw other like, like you right. got to try something. Right. But I, I think what it goes to say, like this isn't just Dardo Moody versus Jair Alexander. Right, 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 right. Like, I think sure. it's going to be designed differently. And I think their defense like, dude, I saw a picture. They had Preston Smith lined up against Justin Jefferson in the slot for one play. That's tough. If they're so doing the little, that, we're so, good. So that's the thing, though, too. Like, <laughs> if you're Luke Getze and they're lining up Jair, like, like you said, this can't be Jair Alexander against Darnell Mooney. If you're Luke Getze, look where you can take advantage other places. If it's, you know, Preston Pyron Smith Pringle. against Vilas Jones Jr. <laughs> yeah. or Pyron Brito, or if Cole Komet has a nice matchup. Like, yeah. And that's what we were talking about earlier. Take those routine plays if they give them to you. Take the six yard slant or take the, you know, we all say we saw hitch routes to our, to, we wanted to vomit last year. But that's because everybody on the roster was running them at the same time. If somebody's not open downfield because Jerry Alexander's all over Darnell Mooney, if Cole Komet's open for five yards, take the five yards, take mm-hmm. the routine play mm-hmm. because you're clearly not going to get the explosive play right now. So that's what is, uh, again, to my point about Luke Getze being so important to you if you're going to win this game in any game, really. Identify the matchups, identify where you have an advantage, and then try to take advantage of that. And then if you can, you win the game. Absolutely. Uh, I think you're right. Let's do bold predictions here as we wind down. Um, I don't have anything crazy. Do you have something crazy? You want to start us off with a bang? I don't have something crazy, but I think uh, you do. <laughs> you, I think you get Economia St. Brown revenge game. I think he catches a touchdown. <laughs> I think he catches another touchdown. Game. Back-to-back weeks of uh, – of, because you got the Dante Pettis revenge touchdown last week. Uh, that's true. So keep it rolling. Keep it rolling. And then we don't have anyone previously from the Texans. So this would be the last, you, you couldn't get a streak going after this week. But I like that. And I think, I, I do think that what we saw against the 49ers and although it was just, you know, one play, and I think he only had a, you know, maybe, was that his only reception? I think it might have been his only reception. Now. Like, I, I do think it shows a little something of what they want to do with him in the red zone. Like, I do think he maybe. is. A, a, I mean, you weren't in the red zone. Well, I mean, play. we talked. Are you talking about Equinomi St. Brown? Equinomi St. Brown. Oh, okay, okay. Because we talked uh, in the, in the offseason about, you know, you don't really have a guy with a lot of size, but he right. he's like he's your big biggest dude. guy. And yeah. like that wasn't a play where you're throwing it in because of his size. But, you know, if you want if you want to take one play to like, you know, just say Equinemius St. Brown, can you, you know, be the bigger body receiver against Eric Stokes, you know, sure. and you can just out muscle him. We're going to give you a shot on a fade route. Right. Like, I, I don't think that's insane. Um, I would like to see that. I, I, I can have you some French game. I'm down for Let's it. Go. 
I think uh, Darnell Mooney scores like a sixty-plus yard touchdown. You think like, we I, get an explosive play? I, I think we, I think we get a very explosive play from Darnell Mooney. He's had a couple of them against the Packers in his history. Um, there was the one a couple of years ago. He made that great catch uh, down the field. I think he's going to make a big play. And I think, like, regardless of whether it's Darnell Mooney, like, I there is going to be a play here that is a big fifty-plus yard explosive play. Like, I do okay. think we're going to see a lot of those this year. Like, because Justin Fields just has the ability to create these. He things has the now. deep ball. He has the well. He, not only does he have the deep ball accuracy, but just in the play we saw to Pettis, like broken play right. breakdown, keep it anything alive. goes. Yeah. Like why? Like Patrick Holmes does this three times a game yep. and, and finds you know Russell guys, Wilson. Russell well, Russell Wilson didn't look too good last week, but well, you know I think that was more of his buffoon coach. I but. That too. I just this is not Broncos podcast nation, sure. but that was. Uh, one of the dumber decisions. That was tough. That was um, tough. But I look like this offense is built to 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 make explosive plays, and I think Darnell Mooney is going to be on the receiving end of one of them. Do you have a second one? Because I've got one more. Go for it. Cole Komet scores, and it's <laughs> last week. One of like, us always says it. I, I know it's literally every week. Cole, this is the week Cole Komet, Cole Komet scores. Komet gets but the like, end zone final. I, I, come on, we've been ugh, we've been pushing the narrative so hard. Oh, he hates the Packers. Hometown. Come on. I want. Right. I got. I, okay. So, I, I can get on board with that. And I think. I think someone picks off Rodgers. I, I, I'm not going to even throw a name out there. First time in four some, years? I think for the first time in four years, in the fourth time in nine years, <laughs> someone picks God. off Aaron Rodgers. Uh, so that's, say a name. Just say a name. Um, Three, two, one. Say a name. Say Kyler name. Gordon. I said it last year. Well, how could you have said it last year? Because Kyler Gordon was I said last team. year? Last week. Sorry. Last week. Um, but I, and look, it could come again off a tip ball, but because these guys are just, they're just at the ball. Like, right. they're able, like, if a ball's tipped, like they're there, you know what I mean. Yeah, but I could be into that. Kyle Honestly, also just really he, good. he was the first name that popped into my head too because Jaquan Brisker had the big game last week. Mm-hmm. Kyle Gordon, turn. then yeah, I, I was kind of thinking. That I feel too. like every week I'm just like on the verge of saying Eddie Jackson, just because, just because. Yeah, yeah you know, well, you said it a while. Right? Yeah, so. I said it a while because you know he's I don't know. And you're yeah. just, you, because we were wait, we were waiting. We were for, waiting for it. It had been like three years since yep. he got a pick. We were waiting for it. he finally got it. Let's go, Eddie. Um, we've reached that point in the show. Score prediction. Where you want we, me to go where, first or you want to go first? You can go first. I'm, all right, I'll go first. I, yeah. Um, so all these things aside, you know what like you know what I'm gonna say. Uh, <laughs> if you've been listening to this podcast long enough, you know how this is gonna go right now. Um, you could probably predict it. We could probably pull no, one of you on the show and you'll predict how this is gonna go. Um, I'll I'll just recap everything we talked about. There are ways for you to win this game. Like there are avenues for you to win this game. And I feel like we say this every year with the pair. Like if everything goes right and everything goes perfect. You can win this game, obviously, ideal scenarios. But if you get in there and you your secondary plays with confidence and you play fast and you play with that intensity and you make Rodgers a little bit uncomfortable and mostly you make those receivers uncomfortable, there is a way for you to win this game. And then if your offense feeds off your defense, obviously keep the good vibes going. A revenge touchdown by Equinomia St. Brown. You're in good shape. There are ways for you to win this game. Now, what does history tell us? We're going to get all excited. Sunday night, we're going to hear all these good things about Vilas Jones Jr. is going to play. Lucas Patrick has the club off his hand, and the conditions are great. And Luke, and you know, Luke Getze, you know, he spent so much time with, in Green Bay. He's going to know what to do and what their weaknesses are. <laughs> da, 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 we're going to hit it all over the next few days. That's all we're going to hear. Talk about that narrative. We didn't, but I mean, yeah. I mean, the Packers are smart enough to change things up enough where uh, we see this in the NFL all the time. Um, so. That all that being said, I do think the Bears lose this game. I do think they cover though. It's nine and a half right now. Oh, it's probably sure. going to be ten by the time we get to 
game time. I think the Bears can cover. I think you can keep this a one-score game. I like this just has heartbreaker loss written all over it. The Bears, good vibes off the San Francisco win. You know, Getzy coming back to Green Bay. Felix Jones Jr. active, another a potential weapon back. The defense looks good last week. Da 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 da. This just has Green Bay 24, Chicago 21 written all over it. Just all over it. Uh, excruciating. You're in it until the fourth quarter. And then there's just that dagger, Rogers deep throw to get them into field goal range, and you lose the game. That has it all written all over it. I'll say Bears, <laughs> Packers 24, Bears 21. I like I like that score. I, I do think that's a, a very accurate, and that would push the uh, put the under. I think the, the or actually I'm not sure where the over under is at, but twenty four twenty one is like I I I do like that. And look, I, I'll I'll preface you know my prediction with this. I do believe that this is your best chance to beat Green Bay since that 2018 game. Sure. To clinch the NFC North, like your best legitimate chance, like I and I truly believe that, and it's not just an overreaction from what that happened would be last the over, week. By the way, like that so would forty two and a half. Wow, right that's now. a very low over low. under. But I, I again, like the way this team prepares for games, you know, not only the way that they come out at the start, but the way they adjust at halftime. Right, we've seen the Bears have leads and be close with the Packers in games, especially last year. You had the ten point lead at halftime, and then you know even in the first game, you were within striking distance in the fourth quarter. Like you had opportunities to win those games. Your team not only just I don't think was maybe good enough from a personnel standpoint, but you didn't have the same will to win that this team does. I'm going to pick the Packers to win twenty six to twenty four. I'm not in a position to pick the Bears to win, Um, but I do think that. I don't trust them in the red zone. I think they kick four field goals. I think that's why that's how you get to 26. I think they kick four field goals. I think they score two touchdowns and kick four field goals. And the defense really does, you know, play well and, you know, not allow them to get in the end zone and it keeps you in the game. And I honestly think you have a lead 24, 23 into the final two minutes. And it's a Rogers two minute drill that, yeah. And like, God, that would suck. It would suck, but that would really suck. I'm just look, the, 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 the bottom line is, like the thing, Even though I said the same thing, the thing that, well, yeah, you literally said the exact <laughs> same thing. Heartbreak same. has written yeah. all over it. Rogers goes down the field with a deep but ball. I said it would be like tied. You're like, you have the, you like, have yeah, the I mean, that like, would, that you're, would you're, you, this is really, you're really getting teased on this one. Yeah. You, you know, great. But Can't wait. I, I look, I think, I think one thing to consider is at some point, the youth of this team will show and, the prime the the no better time for it to show like in a negative way you know against right. riders on sunday football like like i think they're gonna come out hot and i think they take the lead in this game but i think at some point like the inexperience in the secondary might show and there might be miscommunication someone gets sure. open like there's going to be some sort of something at the end of the game that we're going to go back to on monday and be like shit man if we if they made that play if, right. if there wasn't a rookie mistake which there, is we've said so many times against rogers if you just stop that one play right and and, and i am scox in the chat it says 24 20 bears you know he's he says i'm taking the w look I, I you know i wanted to boys. you know i, I wanted it. to and look and, and and again this is i'm surprised a competitive game i'm surprised you didn't i i just i i'm not in a position yet to do it like i pushed the narrative last year about changing of the and guard the before and, that. and, and look and, 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 and no 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 the changing of the guard thing oh okay yeah and like and let me let me let me say that was like, a big kevin lapko line last year but when it happens it's true like i do think when it ha- like well, whenever yeah, it happens no it's it's well no yes well like and when the sun comes up tomorrow it'll be daytime like <laughs> well no like the ch- like 
the I think I truly believe like the moment they get this win against the Packers with Justin Fields is when you know this this rivalry starts to change back to the Bears' favor. I do like I don't think it's oh we stole okay. one from them. Okay, we're gonna so go back to misery. Like I would, I would you feel the same if the Bears so like let's say theoretically the Bears win this game in Lambeau, but then the Packers come back and beat the Bears at Soldier Field? Would you still stand by that? Depends on the matter of victory or the matter of loss. Okay. I'll but like regardless, I think there's there's going to be a noticeable shift. Like, hey, you right. know, we've arrived. And if we and if so if they beat Green Bay and they, you know, if you beat Green Bay, you have a very, very you have a much higher shot to to make the playoffs and for them not to make the playoffs if you win this game. Well, yeah, because then, then the, the division and giants. Yeah, like the division that. is in play if you win this game, in my opinion, given the schedule that you have coming up. If still you steal two games from the Niners and the Packers. And then you still have to play the Jaguars, the Giants, the Texans, the Jets, uh, other winnable games, the Patriots who look like they stink, the Lions twice, That's who you stink. should steal at least one from them. You, I, I just counted out like six wins. Like they can win. Then you're at eight wins already. Yeah. So That's the, fair. The, the bottom line, Jake, like this is going to be a different game. This isn't going to be Bears misery of past. Like we might get heartbroken at the end, but for the first 46 minutes of the game, we're, Great. We're Make us be, stay yeah. up the entire game and then just absolutely crush our souls. Great. Would that be Can't worse? I was, no, I I was, so I was going to ask you this earlier in the show. What would be worse? To just come out and get your teeth kicked in immediately and you know on the first like couple no. of drives you're going to lose or have your heart ripped out? Have your heart ripped out. Yeah, right? No, 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 no. Wait. That would be better. Sorry. Having your heart ripped out would be better because probably the optimism first, that you carry into the next week For a season-long outlook point. Yes, yeah, exactly. You're probably right. And as the <sighs> eternal optimist of all time, Gross. You got to go with the. Come on, have a little optimism once. Well, we both just picked the Packers to win. So, <laughs> yeah, but all right, <laughs> yeah. So we both picked the Packers to win. However, we both think that a there's a road to victory if everything goes right, and that there will be optimistic things to take away from this game. So, all that being said, still a young team, still early in the season, still going to watch because you're here watching this or listening to this, and it's the Bears Nation podcast. And we're still Bears fans, and we're still going to watch. No matter what, we're going to go down with the ship. going to go down with the Titanic. So for myself, for Kevin Lapka, for you, the viewers, thank you, as always, to the YouTube chat, the Twitch chat, the TikTok viewers. We love all of you, the listeners who are consuming this in podcast form. You guys are the best. We appreciate you. We will be back on Monday to recap whatever nonsense happens on Sunday night. So be there. Kevin, plug the link. Because I can't remember it right now. For what? For the show, you idiot. For what? What platform? Bears Nation podcast on YouTube and yeah. Twitch and TikTok. This man asked me to plug the link. I thought yeah. you were just HTTPS a- colon backslash backslash YouTube.com slash Bears Nation podcast. Backslash Bears Nation podcast. Is that what you wanted from me? You said plug the link. I just gave you the whole link URL. Write it down. HTTPS colon double blacks backslash YouTube.com backslash Bears Nation podcast.com. On Twitch and YouTube and TikTok weekly, Mondays and Wednesdays, 7 p.m. Central Time. Is that what you wanted, Jake? I made a horrible mistake. Let's so go. that's all the information Content you supremacy. need. We'll be here on Monday to recap the Packers game. Until then, for myself, for Kevin Lapka, this has been Bears Nation Podcast. As always, bear down. <laughs>